the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing. Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. I'm proud to have as my co-host Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money, one of California's fastest-growing mortgage investment firms. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for three tanning certificates given away during this show. Where do uh, I need those? I know. I was just saying, <laughs> it's, 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 it's been raining so much, and eventually we're going to get into the sunshine. We don't want to get Although burned. there was this weird yellow orb that appeared this week. I, I know. I couldn't know. figure it out. I, someone had to point out, it's the sun. <laughs> okay, uh, you're going to use that number to answer the trivia questions for three tanning certificates yeah. given away during this show. And those certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. In fact, yesterday I was in uh, San Francisco near uh, AT&T Park, and that's one of the locations was right next to the uh, ballpark. Oh, wow. Loved it. Get a game, get a tan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, today's trivia theme is back to random trivia. Mm. Uh, our website is bestofinvesting.com. And uh, today's special guest is Ed Diaz of Movement Mortgage. Well, hello. I One thing I want to say is I hope I win those tanning services. That's right. Because I need it so bad. Well, I, don't know. I have you, no idea. I feel so pale. Are you really? Uh, you look like you got a little bit of a tan. Okay, so I uh, think he was joking. Yeah, oh, oh, okay. uh, yes, slightly. Yeah, the radio audience uh, can't it, tell, but you have got a yeah. nice color to your uh, to your to your. Yeah, it's called song. the Latin boy alert. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, if I have oh, to okay. give it away. Now we know. <laughs> All right. right. So, um, Ed, you are an expert in uh, mortgages. Yes. Uh, what's going on in the mortgage market? What What do you want our our audience to hear? Uh, well, there's a lot going on actually, uh, as we For all sure. know. You know, after. 2008, you know, the whole uh, market pretty much fell off a cliff and then we got regulated heavily. And now, you know, post-election, we're seeing that uh, mortgage rates have gone up about half a percent. And then, of course, there's the big talk, which I call the big elephant in the room, the deregulation thing. You know, there's this talk that uh, the CFPB is going to be watered down or eliminated and the Dodd-Frank, the same thing. I will say this. I'm starting to get a lot more emails of other lenders pitching their no-income verification loans to me. No, oh, we, really? used to, we used to call those liar loans or something yeah. like that, right? Well, they call them or this nice call little them. thing called Nina, no income, no asset. I call them the no-pulse loans because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it could be weekend at Bernie's and even Bernie got a loan. Right? Yeah, really. But uh, wasn't that kind of part of why the meltdown happened? Well, you would think, right? So yeah. here's the deal: if you're making sixty-five grand a year and you put on the application that you're making sixty-five a month, yeah. that's probably going to be a problem later on. So, gotcha. so are you saying that like stated income loans are are coming back in? Uh, that, that would be because one of the 
problems. And I remember this because I, I personally know people who were buying income properties left and right simply based on their FICO score and nothing else in the loan application was accurate. The, in fact, many of the mortgage brokers would just fill in the numbers that needed to be there in order for that borrower to qualify for that loan to buy that home. I saw that movie. Oftentimes with little or no money down, by the way. I don't really know how that all got, got, uh, happened so successfully. But I, I can't imagine that that would actually come back into play. I mean, that's that's what the media is saying. Well, we don't want to go back to the, the 2005 uh, yeah. lending era. I mean, with with the uh, ability to repay regulations that uh, banks are faced with now, in fact, all lenders are faced with that, yes. um, do you really see us going back to 2005, notwithstanding these you know, applic- new, new, new loan programs that you're seeing today? Well, again, as I mentioned, you know, I do think that the uh, CFPB and also Dodd Frank are going to be watered down. So I do. So the overall it's not necessarily is, a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing because we all know that the pendulum usually swings yeah. violently, Too right? Far. So yeah. Yeah. are we overregulated? I do think so, and that's the reason why you're seeing a lot of banks hurting right now. It's because their profitability has pretty much gone away, right? Yeah. Yeah. But to answer your question, I do believe we're going to see them come back. Now, I think it's going to be a, a different iteration of. The stated income loan. So, for example, I think it's probably going to be apply more towards self-employed folks than just your W-2 everyday wage earner. So yeah, because that's easy to verify, theoretically. That's that's going to be the question: is what's the verification process? Because the problem with the stated income loans in two thousand and five mm-hmm. is people were just making up numbers and there was zero attempt to verify that and other than they were signing under penalty of perjury which most people didn't get in trouble for so (laughs) no harm no foul right but do you would you imagine that there would be more uh, requirements in terms of verifying that stated income I would think only because the banks are going to want to protect the asset. Because if you think about it, in sure. most transactions, who really owns that property? It's the bank. <laughs> but the banks are not in real estate, Yeah, which is one of the major reasons why we had this calamity that was exacerbated. Wait, are, are you telling me I don't own my house? My bank I owns know. it? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> so tell me about Movement Mortgage. What's your uh, unique offering? Yeah, our unique offering are a couple things. One is that we're super bullet fast, and we do, so it comes in two different flavors. One is the actual approval. We do a fully underwritten approval within four to six hours. So it's wow. not four to six days, wow. which is the normal that is time. Awesome. So that's the number one. And then once we have fully approved you, we issue what's called a loan commitment letter. It's not semantics. It's not a pre-approval. It's not a pre-qual. It's a full commitment to lend. So that when our borrowers go in and place an offer, we're going to close two weeks after their offer gets ratified, really? which when... The realtor sees this, or the real estate agent sees our offer come in at 15 days closing. Well, and if they're getting five or 10 other offers at 21, 30, or 45 days, sometimes we've seen that, they're going to accept our offer over the other person, barring, of course, that they have another offer that's two, three dollars $300,000 more, right? All things being equal. And and how uh, often are you guys, for the files that you see, saying yes to it? I mean, it could be all over the map, obviously. Someone comes in and they don't have any assets at all. You you know, you're going to say no. But uh, just on a typical... um, I would say by the time the underwriter gets it, because you have to understand, we do, we as loan officers do the initial vetting Mm -hmm. and initial underwriting. We're not going to submit a loan 
that either can't be done or that is not in alignment with the client's expectations. So by the time the underwriter gets it, our approval rate is in well into the 90s. Okay. I was just kind of curious, the people who first come to you and say, hey, I'd like a loan from you, you know, is it one out of 10, one out of three? So the initial conversation? Yeah, the initial conversation. Yeah, I would say probably one out of three. Okay. Well, that's still pretty good. Yeah, it's okay. still pretty good. Stay with us. We're going to uh, cut to our first commercial break. We want to make a quick mention here for the Mount Shasta Resort. So if you want to go uh, stay and ski, go to Mount Shasta. You don't have to go to Lake Tahoe. No traffic, no lift, no lift lines, and no watching your back for out-of-control skiers. Check them out at mountshastaresort.com. Okay, here's our first trivia question. Which company created the slogan, we'll leave the light on for you? Call 888-912-1190. If you're the first uh, uh, caller with that correct answer, you're going to win a free tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money. First trivia question, which company created the slogan, we'll leave the light on for you? Ed Diaz, our guest. Yeah, Motel 6. Motel 6. Go that Tombo Dead. correct. Go Tombo Dead. Whatever happened to old Tombo Dead? Is he still around? I, I think <laughs> he's in Fiji. He owns a couple islands or something. Does he really? And wow. he is leaving the light on for you, yeah. by the way. <laughs> want to make a quick mention also for the San Francisco legendary Alcatraz Island. Best way to do it is go to their website, AlcatrazCruises.com. Uh, you can purchase up to 90 days in advance. That's the best place to uh, visit Alcatraz. Okay, uh, we are back in the studio here with Ed Diaz of got Movement another, Mortgage. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I've got a question for Ed. So, yeah, Ed, uh, Movement Mortgage. So, um, Ed, one of the articles I brought to share today is talking about, um, you know, Trump's uh, expected uh, banking deregulation plan and um, – one of the things that's happened because of Dodd-Frank and the stiff regulations that have been put on banks is that many of the big banks stopped or slowed down significantly their mortgage lending, uh, other than Wells Fargo, that is, uh, but Bank of America, City Chase, um, all kind of pulled back. And, and what happened is, and, and many consumers may be aware of this if you've been reading you know, the business section, they talk about these non-bank lenders that are now making a majority of home mortgages where 10 years ago it was less than 10% of mortgages were from non-bank lenders. And when they say non-bank lenders, they're not talking about uh, private money or hard money like Pacific private money, like my company, for example. They're talking like Quicken Mortgages, RPM is one of our co-hosts, and, and your company, right? Movement Mortgage, those, uh, you're, you're considered a, a non-bank lender. Is that correct? That's correct, meaning that we do not take deposits. So you can't come to our bank and open up a checking or savings account or get a credit card, any of that stuff. We're strictly a mortgage bank. So are, are there any conversations happening you know, in your offices uh, about this? Um, obviously, the uh, Dodd-Frank has been a, a you know, a silver lining or a blessing for companies like Movement Mortgage. I know it's been a blessing for my company. I, I do more privately, uh, private money loans today than, than ever before, thanks to uh, the, the lending restrictions and how much more difficult it's been for many people to get a bank. So do you see the, uh, the, the, this possible? And again, Trump has not announced any plans for deregulation yet. These are just, um, you know, these are just uh, talks that's going on in, in the financial industry today. But should they deregulate and loosen the strings on, on Dodd-Frank, 
Um, how do you see that potentially impacting companies like yours? Well, I really believe it's going to impact us in a positive way because I think one of the great things that happened out of regulation, even though I'm going to just say this, that I think we were overregulated, but yeah. the great thing about it is that it forces banks to become more efficient in their processes. It also forces them to look at their business from a relationship basis as opposed to just churning and burning these clients over and over hmm. and over again, doing the right thing, being more consultative as opposed to just being salespeople. So, for example, at, at Movement Mortgage, we hire that way. We have a culture. Our culture is not only of speed, but it's also a culture of accuracy and, and one jersey culture, which means we're all on the same page. I mean, I've had underwriters literally where we're communicating on a Sunday. They don't have to come in on a Sunday, but they do it because they know that we are here to fulfill deadlines. So, I think you know deregulating is going to increase volume, but at the same time, all those banks that really improved their their processes and built those long term relationships, they're just going to get more business. You know, I would tend to agree with you, Ed, that it actually probably would be a, a positive thing uh, for you guys. Um, you know, one of these one of the articles I brought in today. Uh, one of the uh, statements here, if deregulation happens, non-bank lenders who are able to grow market share so easily will face tougher competition. Well, okay, well, that's that's obvious. But, you know, I mean, the, the cat's out of the bag. I mean, the fact that Dodd-Frank happened, the big banks pulled out, and now many of these banks that, uh, like, like uh, how long has Movement Mortgage even existed? Is it, Are you new since 2008? <laughs> 2008. Yeah. So, so there wow. are many companies mm. like yours that are new since 2008 in fact my company is new since 2008 in fact you know this whole the whole lending environment uh, uh, has landscape has changed dramatically I don't think it matters anymore if the banks come back in and lend because what makes companies like yours and mine different and better is we're more nimble and we can be more holistic uh, in our approach to lending whereas I just I I don't see yeah the, the big, the big banks are they're not going to just say we just want to hear a story if it sounds good we're going to go ahead and lend <laughs> I mean you're still the, the dots and X's and O's and dashes are they all of a sudden going to become the 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 leaders the industry leaders in service really well and think about it I mean who really in their right mind would get into lending in 2008 unless they had this vision to improve it. Hmm. Why would you get in? Yeah, no, exactly. You didn't get in in 2008 to go, oh, I'm going to offer a better rate. Nobody did that. If somebody hmm. got in in 2008, it's because they had a vision that it had to be done better, not just on the regulation side. But, you know, the old saying is that, you know, common sense isn't common practice. I think that was actually uh -huh. invented by the mortgage industry, <laughs> <laughs> is my guess. But, you know, it's that person. In our case, you know, we had uh, our... Our CEO is an ex-real estate professional who was also, by the way, um, a Super Bowl champion for the Carolina Panthers. But, but okay. uh, notwithstanding that, you know, he created it because he was tired of the last-minute surprise. Yeah. You know, you got to come in with more money or surprise, we made an error, right? Because nobody was really doing the upfront, fully underwritten loan. The underwriter wasn't really looking at that file until after you got your offer approved, which is backwards. It'll actually be good for the consumer at the end of the day. So yep. notwithstanding our conversation last segment where we talked about, well, some of these you know, stated income applications are coming back. Again, I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think we're going to go back to 2005 uh, and, those, and that type of liar loan. But should 
the banks, the big banks, that is, come back in a big way, it's really just going to force companies like yours, Ed, to just sharpen your pencil and make sure you are delivering to the consumer. At the end of the day, the consumer is being served. They're going to see more products. They're going to see rate competition, fee competition. I mean, it's it's going to be it's all going to be good. I think. One hundred percent agree. All right. When we come back, we're going to ask each of our our co-host and our guest here yeah. a, a, a not a trivia question, an email question because we we got an email in, and rather than me answer, it'd be more up the alley of Ed here because I'm an Edward and he's an Ed. So that's how you can tell you can tell the players without a scorecard because uh, the question for Ed is going to be with the new administration. It appears that interest rates are heading north. Should I refinance now or wait for them to drop? Ooh. That's our question going to be for Ed and for Mark. Question that came in is, I recently inherited my parents' home in San Francisco, which they own free and clear, and I'd like to take some equity out to purchase a property to rent in the East Bay. I don't have any experience in this. Any recommendations on how I should get started? Mm, So that's kind of an interesting question. question. All right. So here is our... uh, I actually want to make a quick mention here also for the San Francisco Symphony. I have to say it that way. Uh, Beethoven's Symphony Number 7. Of course, I can't name the other Beethoven ones. I know isn't isn't Beethoven's fifth? Isn't that a famous I one? I guess one through six. He had to just keep improving. Keep upon improving, it. exactly. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, let, let's see here. Matching its brilliance is violent. A uh, violinist, not violent. Violinist Gil Shahaman, in a performance of Barber's masterpiece of American music, his violin concerto, uh, sure to so- showcase uh, soulful eloquence and vigor. So well, check that's easy that. for you to read. I know. It? Yeah, that's, that's a tough one there. Uh, so anyway, we're making a little mention here for the San Francisco Symphony. Should be nice. Okay. Uh, last, tri- or excuse me, second trivia question. What cut of beef comes from between the neck and the shoulder blade? All right. 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money. Oh, man, we were having so much fun off air. Too bad we didn't have the mics on so that the audience could hear. But... Too bad. Maybe it's uh, good for them. Yeah. Okay. Check Here's, out the YouTube video. It's on there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That, that's right. Yeah. Check out bestofinvesting.com. Go to the YouTube and uh, for this date. All right. Uh, what cut of beef comes from between the neck and the shoulder blade? Well, we were sitting there rattling off our favorite cuts of meat, and we got to flank, but I can't imagine that's yeah. it. That's got to be on the the rear portion. But uh, Chuck, as in Chuck roast. Oh. Chuck. Yeah. The tough kind. kind. The tough kind, yeah. Kind you have to cook for five hours, and then it's scrumptious. So hope I get invited to Jeopardy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, a quick mention here also for the Weingarten Children's uh, Center. So what do you do if your child can't speak or hear? Where do you go? you got to check them out. They're also having a... Uh, an awesome golf tournament Monday, April 17th at the Peninsula Golf and Country Club with it includes lunch, golf, and dinner. Check them out at listenspeaklearn.org. All right. So, uh, Ed, we, we have a, an, an email that comes came into the Best of Investing, and you'd be the perfect person to answer this. With a new administration, it appears that interest rates are heading north. Should uh, that means up? Um, should <laughs> should I should I yes. refinance now or wait until they drop? Okay, so 
I'm going to say this, that mortgages are not a one-size-fits-all, so it depends on your situation. But let's just say all things being equal, um, this is the best time to do it because I do believe rates are going to continue to go up. Now, at what pace, we don't know. But, you know, this is like timing the stock market. We all have friends, right, that became day traders, and then look (laughs) now they're with mom, right? (laughs) Living in their basement, And mom cooks some breakfast and stuff like that, and they refuse to leave the the house. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be one of those people. So... The short answer is yes, this is the best time to refinance. Keep in mind that rates are going to continue to go up, and I'll tell you why. Because historically, they've been the 30 year fix has been 7%. Yeah. So, you know, we've been uh, pretty spoiled. Really, rates but, are still low. But they did predict that. What for the last what three years? Every once in a while, we would say, oh, "Yep, uh, this year they predicted interest rates to go up, and they didn't have them. And they didn't happen." But with a new administration, though, it seems like this they, year they the, have right. With, it seems like this year their prediction of rising rates is is probably actually going to come true. But still, that's still no guarantee that at year end rates won't still be at four or even. I mean. I mean, they could go down again. I mean, I don't, I don't know what would happen that would cause that. But yeah. certainly we've got economic growth uh, figures and mm-hmm. inflation figures that are starting to creep up. Uh, yep. Again, not bad news, but in terms of interest rates and cost of money, that would generally lead one to believe that the cost of a mortgage is going to increase. So here's the big question, because it's true. Look, as we get good economic news, rates go up. Go up when sure. there's bad economic news, rates go down, <laughs> right? So yeah. the big question is... Is this economic boom that we're going through or the, or the uh, improvement going to last? And if so, how long? That's the big question because hmm. if there is a turnaround and we start to see things fall, okay. then we could say that, you know what, rates are going to go down. But I don't see that happening. And, and why take the risk? And why take the risk? And that's that, that was my analogy about the stocks, right? Look, yeah. if, if – if Apple stock went down one day, buy it. They're not going anywhere, right? Mm. So they had bad uh, sales of iWatches. Okay, they're still going to be around, right? Yeah. That's sort of that analogy. Gotcha. It doesn't mean you throw it out. And I've got two headlines from this week. One is, there's no escaping rising mortgage rates. And the second one, the Fed's Williams, who I guess he is the San Francisco Federal Reserve Bank president, John Williams, Feds Williams says says historically low interest rates will persist. Can so, they both be right? Could they both be? <laughs> right? Well, um, yes, they could. They could, you know, mortgage rates in the short could term stay, could go yeah. up, and yeah. um, some people wonder, hey, is the stock market in for a correction? And if so, could it be a major correction? Well, that might put the brakes on any further action from the Fed in raising short-term rates, which would not necessarily, because it's not there's not a direct correlation between short-term and long-term rates, and of course, mortgages are based on long-term rates, but that still could send, uh, you know, 10-year yields, which, which impact mortgage rates, that sentiment could go downward again. I mean, there really is just no way to time this thing. And that, I guess that's really the key to the question there that uh, the listener asked is that, uh, you know, should I, should I refi now or wait? Yeah. What I can tell you about refinancing now is that um, many people in the mortgage industry now are um, looking for funding are looking for clients because refinance activity has trended Dried down. Up a bit, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so it's, now is now you at least you can get uh, certainly get the undivided attention of your um, favorite mortgage broker. Well, that, that's true. <laughs> now, being with Movement Mortgage, you were explaining how quickly. 
people can get loans. So if they need to get a loan fairly quickly and refinance with fairly low rates right now, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, you can either email me, ed.diaz with a Z, at movement, just like motion, right, yeah. dot com. Or you can call me on my cell, 415-302-7613. Very good. Okay, we're going to move right over to Mark here. We yep. have an email that says, I recently inherited my parents' home in San Francisco, which they owned free and clear, and I would like to take some equity out to purchase property to rent in the East Bay. I don't have any experience in this. Any recommendations on how I should get started? Well, first of all, I typically don't give real estate investment advice, uh, although we do as lenders. I'd like to say that we uh, try to employ what used to be uh, Google's moral, which is uh, do no harm. So uh, even the, you could easily find a private money or hard money lender uh, to make you essentially an equity-based loan. You want to pull a couple hundred grand out of uh, your parents' home you inherited? Hey, no problem. We don't care what you do with the money. Yeah. We'll make you that loan. Um, you know, tr- truly the, hey, if you can fog a mirror, we'll make you the loan type of situation. But uh, um, at Pacific Private Money, we like to make short-term bridge loans. We don't like to make loans to people and then have them watch them get get stuck and unable to pay it back or force them to sell a property they don't want to sell. So my advice would be that uh, you definitely want to check out some real estate investment meetup groups. There are actually dozens of them here in the Bay Area that meet uh, virtually uh, every night of the week, although most of them are weeknights, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. And all they talk about is real estate investing, and they'll be anywhere from 10 to 50 people in any given room in the Bay Area. And there are some really, really smart people there, and uh, and you want to you want to meet uh, as many people as as you can, uh, and try to find out who uh, are the successful real estate investors. Uh, oftentimes, those are the people in the front of the room speaking and maybe doing a, a an, impromptu, an impromptu presentation. So you want to be careful. Uh, I would not uh, risk um, what I presume would be your future uh, retirement, uh, or maybe it's a significant portion of your net worth at this. point point. Um, You don't want to, you know, what they say about a fool and his money, they're soon parted. So again, don't just willy-nilly read an article and and hope that you're a real estate expert. But if you do come across uh, someone who you... um, you get to know, like, and trust, uh, and you think that there's an opportunity for you to use some of the equity from that home to make a real estate investment. Um, we actually, you know, at Pacific Private Money, uh, we absolutely make loans like that. You could have bad credit, but great equity in the home, and we would probably still take a very close look at that funding opportunity. So, That's pretty for, conservative yeah, uh, advice. For go more ahead. information, yeah. go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. That's the best way to get in touch with us. All of our contact information, email, phone numbers is there. Pacific privatemoney.com. Very good. Third trivia question. In what country were the 1992 Summer Olympics Games held? All right, don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Onf. Third trivia question. In what country were the 1992 Summer Olympic Games held? Japan? No. Spain. Barcelona. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember that wasn't, my Olympics. That wasn't a trick. I finally didn't give you a trick question. Que bueno. Bueno. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, deal of the week. 
So we got a loan request. It hasn't closed yet, but I just thought it would be an interesting um, story to share. Uh, not because the players are interesting, but just from the standpoint of understanding uh, what opportunities are out there when it comes to getting a second on your home. And uh, if you own a home with equity, it's your primary mortgage, and you've tried to get a second recently. Now, there are some HELOCs from some lenders and banks that are coming back, uh, so you should definitely check that out uh, if you're uh, thinking of tapping your equity. But oftentimes there are situations within your credit or your income or if you're self-employed and you own your home and you have equity that you can tap into. And when I look at uh, equity that you can tap into from a private lender standpoint, which is what most private lenders are looking at, we typically don't lend on the top 30-ish percent of the equity in your home. In other words, we're usually solving for not being exposed to greater than 70% loan-to-value. And if it's a second, that would be 70% combined loan-to-value. You've heard the term LTV, stands for loan-to-value. We also use the term CLTV, which stands for combined loan-to-value, meaning the combination, you add the first and the proposed second together, you divide that by the value of the home. And if it's 70% or below, Oftentimes, um, your uh, local hard money or private money lender will be interested. Now, that was actually more true 10 years ago, 15 years ago. In the last 10 years, thanks to Dodd-Frank, which we talked about earlier, and the more stringent regulations and the fact that now even hard money lenders are regulated, most hard and private money lenders do not make seconds on a primary residence when it's for a... uh, consumer purpose as opposed to a business purpose. People can still borrow money from their home, tap their equity for a business purpose. Most private money and hard money lenders will uh, look at that loan request. But if it's for a consumer purpose, and in this case, the applicant wants to improve their home and sell it. And that's a very typical secondary request that we get at Pacific Private Money. People say, look, I want to sell my home. It needs improvement. This particular applicant wants to borrow $150,000 and they have a $900,000 first. They think their home is worth about 1.5, 1.6. And when we did the math, you know, we come up with about a 65% combined loan to value if we made a loan of $150,000 behind 900000 Now, we always look at the story at Pacific Private Money. We're very holistic in the way we look at a loan application. So in this case, um, if the person, you know, was trying to consolidate debt, yeah, we probably wouldn't be very interested. Because again, we're looking at making short-term loans. And in fact, most private lenders are in the business of making short-term, some call them bridge loans. Um, we like to make loans that are going to get paid back within a year. We like to do no harm. We don't want to make a loan to somebody at you know, 10 or being a second, it might be 11 or even 12%, depending on how the numbers um, uh, flesh out. But we don't want to make a loan to somebody who is going to get stuck with it and not be able to repay it back because we're not in the foreclosure business. In fact, most private money lenders in in 2017 are not in the foreclosure business. They want to uh, uh, be good citizens. They want to do good work. They want to make good loans. They they don't want their investors in those loans to be stuck with a, a loan in foreclosure. But in this situation, we like the story. We um, and so what we haven't done yet and what we're going to do, in fact, when I talked to my agent who brought me the file this morning, is I said, look, okay, well, first you want to talk directly with the borrower. You want to make sure you get around the person who brought us the file, the referring uh, broker. 
and uh, have a conversation with him. Ask him if he's got an agent yet, because uh, we, you know, again, we want to vet: is he really going to sell the house, or is that just a story? He heard that. Hey, if I say, tell him I'm going to put it in the house, maybe they'll make me the loan. So we really we want to verify that he does in fact intend to sell it. And then because it's a consumer purpose loan, and even though it's a hard money loan, we do have to verify his ability to afford the monthly payments, not only on the first but on our loan. So we have to put him through an income verification process. Now the difference between us and a, let's say, a bank, is that banks are looking, they're, they're usually a little bit more stringent and stricter in terms of income. We can look at alternative sources of income, including expected income, um, and, uh, and we can go, we could look at higher debt-to-income ratios, which is a mortgage term. Um, but uh, the, the moral of the story is, if you have equity in your home and you want to tap that, depending on the purpose of the loan you're seeking, we may be able to accommodate that. And at Pacific Private Money, we are one of the few California private money lenders that will make loans on an owner-occupied home for a consumer purpose. So again, for for more information about that, uh, go to our website, pacificprivatemoney.com, for more information. And tell us a little bit about your fund. So we had a presentation this week, as you know, Edward, because you were there. Uh, We did a uh, every month at Pacific Private Money's offices in downtown Novato in the financial district. We're surrounded by Wells, City, Chase, and uh, B of A, the other one. We got all four of them around us. In fact, our building used to be a bank building. It was uh, formerly Sonoma National Bank before they got bought up by uh, one of the other guys. And uh, we held our monthly uh, fund presentation there for the Pacific Private Money Fund, uh, which is paying... uh, uh, at last, uh, uh, at last calculation, we are at about 7.8% we're paying uh, through our uh, secured debt fund. Uh, what is a secured debt fund or a mortgage pool fund? It's a pool of money from private individuals like you, and we use that those funds to make our short-term real estate loans like we just talked about. Uh, and we don't use leverage or additional leverage. We don't have a warehouse uh, credit line or, or such a facility to boost the yield. That's a pure yield based on the, the rate we charge the borrower, plus we throw in some of the points and fees into the fund's uh, income pool, and we distribute that monthly. Uh, it's perfect for your IRA. If you have a self-directed IRA and you're not taking distributions and you want that money to grow fast, you can uh, uh, you could be a growth investor from our fund, meaning you can let your distributions accrue. We don't, you don't have to take those uh, take that income. Or if you are an income investor and you'd love to see between seven and a half and eight uh, percent uh, annualized yield uh, put back in your pocket each month on your savings or retirement funds, uh, you know, give us uh, give us a call at Pacific Private Money. Uh, we're at four one five. We're located in Nevada, as I said. Uh, Or go to our website, because our website has not only information on how to borrow money, but how to invest your funds for, uh, and we can uh, send you information on the safety and security features and the uh, qualifications for investment. Again, PacificPrivateMoney.com. And there's been a little bit of yield compression, right? Because you used to pay a little over 8%. You're using a fancy term there. Excuse me. Yield compression. Yield compression means... in my dictionary. Right. <laughs> the rate the interest rates that mortgage pool funds in California have been paying has been going down over the last several years and that's in response to competition and competitive forces meaning that if you're a borrower for a privately funded loan for a, for an alternative uh, loan that uh, uh, that we make at Pacific Private Money um, those rates have been going down over time. They uh, a few 
years ago, it wouldn't be uncommon to, to see a quote for 12%, even for a first position yeah. mortgage. Uh, those rates have gone down to 11 to 10 to 9, in some cases even 8. So it really kind of depends on uh, your situation and your story and the loan to value and, and et cetera. But uh, yeah, there's been a little bit of yield compression, but uh, the Pacific Private Money Fund at 7.8% uh, annualized yield presently uh, is actually on the higher side than yep. the other uh, unleveraged funds in California. I'm just spoiled because you were paying a little over 8%. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're, you know, we're working on that. There are some things that uh, we can do to uh, to boost that uh, yield up, but the, at the end of the day, you know, we're, uh, we are, you know, fiduciary uh, for those uh, investor funds, and uh, we're out there making good loans that we know are going to be paid back uh, with interest. All right. So uh, when we come back, uh, Ed Diaz has a very interesting story for us about uh, a bridal uh, registry. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hahn and our special guest, Ed Diaz. So, Ed, we teased the audience by saying that you had a fun story for us about a bridal registry. Go ahead and tell us that. All story. right. Yeah, here it comes. So, you know, one of the things that I think uh, one of the great benefits of having a relationship with with uh, my clients is that we get to really get creative sometimes. And so one of the things that... Uh, very recent stories. I did a bridal show, right, to be uh, outside the box. I had a booth, and somebody came up to me and said, well, what does somebody do when they have, like, no money for down? I said, well, um, you can go beg, borrow, right, with your family. He goes, oh, but my, but my family, the ones that I know, don't have any money. I yes. said, well, let me ask you this. Uh, you guys are obviously going to get married. Congratulations. Um, how much is this going to cost you? So well, it's going to cost about thirty thousand dollars money yeah. that we saved, oh, yeah. and so I said, "Well, how about if you did this? Two things, two, two ideas for you. What if you made part of your registry a down payment assistant, or just Beast. a house? <laughs> oh, just, well, <laughs> yeah. well real, right? Yeah, down payment. Okay. And so they looked at me. You should have seen. I mean, their eyes went from being tiny to you know, yeah. like engulfing. Like, wow, that's a really great idea. I said, because here's the here's the whole thing. Yeah, people are going to get joy by giving you a blender yeah but when it's a purpose-driven kind of gift yeah. it goes a lot longer way and by the way i said don't be surprised if they actually give you more money absolutely yeah. than they would yeah. by giving you a high-end appliance for example right I mean, yeah because it's one thing if you did you know the well the appliance or, or like you know uh, help pay for our trip our honeymoon yeah. is short-lived but when Correct. you get to feel like you you participated in a down payment of someone's house, that that, that now you sowed special. seeds into yeah. their life, yeah, and that makes all the difference. Okay, I'm not getting married again, but can I still do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm registering just yes, but I want don't to tell your wife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's called GoFundMe. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's it. Feel sorry for me. Go, go fund my house. Yeah. Go fund Edward. <laughs> yes, that's it. So, was, so how did this how did this go? So at the end of the day, I mean, we booked an appointment like two weeks later, and they said, you got to look at this number. So they pulled out, and the registry had something like $17,000 extra wow. in it that wow. they wouldn't have gotten, right? It was just really, really crazy. And the second part of the idea was, what if you really squeeze the budget on yes. the actual wedding? I said, yes. because here's the thing, yeah. and it's true, yeah. you're going to look back, and you're sure. still going to have great pictures, but you're going to have an even better reverse right looking back if yeah. you know that 
doing that actually created this house. That's true. And created this kind of security in your life because now you're building something. Yeah. Back when I got married, they didn't have, you know, iPhones and all that stuff. So they had camcorders and we had a friend uh, record and his, and the battery went dead just as my wife was walking down the aisle. There was literally an Everybody Loves Raymond episode uh, on that that I think they, they they stole it from me. So that that's our memory. And then and then it comes back on like you know halfway through the ceremony and stuff, and it's like oh really? Oh, and you know everybody said oh this is not going to last. Oh yeah, yeah, they're going to be divorced in a month. So we have someone who was videoing our wedding, and they caught my wife's brother who had this really big expensive camera that he rented to film the video with and they saw him futzing and futzing and futzing couldn't figure out why it wasn't showing anything well he had the camera lens, lens. on yeah how classic is that <laughs> yeah. very classic yeah, like what's wrong with my computer well you gotta hit the on button <laughs> yeah that's right well, that's or, we're or wrapping we, up our, uh, our our show for the day. Just kind of one more thing, uh, you know, Pacific Private Money. We are your regional marketplace lender, and we serve two clients, our borrower clients who are looking for fast, reliable, short-term financing uh, that they can rely on. Uh, we don't leave you at the altar. And uh, we also serve our investor clients, uh, people who like the idea of earning 75 to 8% uh, on their savings and retirement accounts. So for more information, give us a buzz. PacificPrivateMoney.com. All right, we're going to cut out our thoughts for the day. By the way, um, I asked a computer guy, do you ever get any stupid questions? He goes, yeah, these attorneys call, and they ask, where's the any key? He goes, what are you talking about? He goes, well, it says, your instructions say press any key to continue, and they literally thought there was that. Okay, here's our thoughts for the day. Ever thought about the severity of an itch is proportional to the inability to reach it? (laughs) And (laughs) why do fat chance and slim chance mean the same thing? Ever thought about that? Mm. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to the best of investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.